0: At about 7.45 your time, my dog's going to bark.
1: Oh, that's fine. Gretzky had it, lost it, Iselman picks <laughs> it up. Iselman moving, blue line, chance,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck Pass, and these are your hosts, the Hockey Know-It-Alls, KJ and Zach Mack.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Puck Puck Pass. As always, I'm your host, KJ, and I'm joined by the wonderful Zach Mack. Dude, apparently uh, I was told this weekend that I hate America, the troops, freedom, everything.
0: Wow. To your face, or was it behind a keyboard?
1: It was behind a keyboard. Oh okay, okay.
0: Well, I am. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Just a couple days notice because we had a weekend episode that just got released. But uh, you know what my favorite part about this studio, being back in the studio, is what? It doesn't snow in here. I don't like. I literally I don't have <laughs> to shovel my way out when I'm trying to get out. So I know it's not going to be cold. So uh, it's always good. I'm I'm glad to be back here.
1: Yeah, Stephanie was literally just showing me a photo of the snow that Pittsburgh just got. So I, it's coming our way. I'm not, I'm not thrilled.
0: It's just awful. It, it's right, awful. snow
1: in and of itself is fine if it wasn't cold. But yeah, I mean, I think having a professional life has made snow less enjoyable. Not, not just getting older, like how things when you were a kid aren't as fun anymore. But just knowing when I have to be somewhere. And then how much time I have to add to my yeah. morning to scrape the car off, heat it up. I mean, thank God for automatic start. But yeah, it's
0: all for some frozen dust. It's, it's absolutely disgusting.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I do love the snow, frozen ponds. We talked about it last episode. Uh, but yeah, I I like wintertime, but uh, work Kyle hates, hates the snow. Oh, yeah. Uh, work Kyle doesn't hate this episode, though. It's, with we, we, I mean, it's obviously what, it's obvious what we're going to talk about. I mean, there's a giant, white, racist elephant in the room, and we're going to get to that. Uh, but let's start, as always, with player news. Uh, first, Mitch Marner. dude. We had to do injuries, like significant injuries, every player news segment. Mitch Marner, lower body injury, four weeks.
0: Always for teams that like don't I don't want to say this because like no team wants injuries or needs injuries but like it's we're we're naming like the avalanche the the Leafs now like why is this not happening to like Minnesota and Ottawa
1: yeah I <laughs> I get what you're saying I that's a wildly morbid take on it but I love it it's <laughs> You're you're right, and you know who we're not seeing these from, though. To throw it back to last episode, Boston and Washington. Knock on yeah. wood. I mean, Point. they. It's been teams that are contenders nearing that championship level, and this this is a big blow to the to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Especially, we were talking about the Penguins getting Hornquist back after, or losing Hornquist after getting Malkin back. Now the Leafs lose Marner after getting Tavares back. It's Seems like it's never ending for some of these contending teams.
0: Well, okay, so you read the question off air, and I know you probably weren't expecting to talk about it on air. But Uh well, here, do you think Tavares can anchor a line without martyr?
1: I know you're (laughs) kidding, and my blood is still boiling. (laughs) For anyone that doesn't hasn't seen it by the time they listen to this, there's an actual article on Twitter, and I don't. Someone wrote it. Someone wrote those words. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to put the author's actual name on. On blast over the podcast, so I don't have it in front of me, but they're actually writing about whether or not. I mean, the Toronto media is brutal.
0: I guess they do it because people like me will ask you it on air.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the article, so uh, good. Good for him. Clickbait or God, not? Been, been Maybe it's satirical, but yeah. <laughs> somebody plays Apex. So hopefully, hopefully, John Tavares is still John Tavares. And can anchor this line, and the Leafs won't uh, be too, or this won't be too big of a setback for them. Uh, but you're hoping they can stay healthy because they're so fun to watch when they're all healthy and when they're when it's a high flying team. And not to jump through too quickly through the news, but you know Zach Hyman's going to help with that. He makes his season debut tomorrow night as we record, uh, as they take on the Islanders. So good and bad, but the Mitch Marner blow or injury is, is going to hurt.
0: Yeah, it, I saw something where he he thought it was actually going to be worse. They they said it was what a high ankle sprain, and yeah. he said when he when he got hurt he thought it was he thought he heard a snap, and in the split second before he looked at his foot, he expected it to be facing the wrong way, yeah. which is just sends shivers down my spine. But <sighs> uh, in that sense, you know, obviously it's a silver lining for Mitch Marner. That's it's good that he's not out longer term, but it's. A lot. I'm going to go on a little bit right here, but you see all over social media and I don't know if you do, but there's a, a huge divide between the Leafs constituency on, you know, whether this is the team for them, whether this team can lead them to the promised land or whether Babcock's a coach for them or not. And I want to cut him some slack because when people keep going out with injuries like this at different times, like you said, Tavares comes back, Martin's out now. It is hard to gain any sort of consistency or flow in your offense. And if this keeps happening to the Leafs, they're never going to get out of the first round.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can understand the slack you give Babcock. And I'm not saying as a Red Wings fan you miss him, but I know that that history is there. To me, I just look at it as he's never just going to let them play. And I was talking about it uh, with Jacqueline on Twitter. Imagine what this Leafs team could play or could do if Babcock just let them lose. Yeah, I like that tweet. They'd score a million. Yeah, goals. That, was, that was a good take. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I absolutely. I side with
0: you. I don't think Babcock is their guy.
1: Yeah, I. I will say it never makes it easier on a coach uh, to have a team with a bunch of injuries, but this team is also. I mean, there's still two all-stars on this team, perennial superstars at that. Um, And honestly, two guys that I've sat here and said are better than Mitch Marner for the entirety of this Leafs team. I'm not too concerned about it, uh, but other than Mitch Marner's health, my biggest worry is that someone's numbers are going to be affected by this and there will be like a noticeable Mitch Marner effect. I don't. I. I don't think the league needs to go. Through that. <laughs> what. Do, what do you mean by that? Like, if John Tavares number. Like, if the Leafs are winning, but John Tavares' numbers go down, then it turns into two camps of. Mitch Marner makes John Tavares better, and this team is better without Mitch Marner. Okay, that's what I thought you meant. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, and yeah, thank you for making me clear. I guess that could have been kind of convoluted, but. That's the type of situation I would love to avoid as a Leafs follower, but I don't love hearing about them every time I open the athletic app or turn on NHL TV. It does get pretty taxing. And I'm a LeBron fan, so I I get it. But (laughs) it's it's a lot. And and look at this. We've spent way more time talking about the Leafs than I expected to. Uh, The main point is Mitch Marner out for four weeks with a lower body injury. Definitely his ankle, obviously. And Zach Hyman uh, is going to make his season debut against John Tavares' former team, the New York Islanders, uh, tomorrow night. That's Wednesday night. So be on the lookout for that and see how that team is moving forward. Um, from the bad to the ugly, did you see this Nick Felino elbow to uh, Belmar? I didn't see it. I mean, I
0: was aware of it because Felino's on my fantasy team. <laughs> But uh, I didn't draft him for his integrity. What was it? Uh, an elbow to the face? Knights. I'm asking.
1: I'm assuming. It, yeah, it was an elbow to the head. It was late. It was in the middle of the ice. It was very. There was a lot of ill intent behind it. At least it, that's how it was perceived, which obviously makes it ten times worse. Uh, it didn't make. I was surprised. Maybe. I wasn't on Twitter enough to see it enough, but it didn't make like huge news. Like it was, Bo- wasn't like earth shattering. Uh, was Belmar injured? Was there another Avs injury? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, he was. De- yeah, he was definitely banged up. And it was ugly. I mean, Felino was suspended for three games, and I think that's fair because it was. I don't see Nick Felino as a dirty player. This doesn't seem like something that he makes a part of his game. Um, and I don't know if it was an accident. It, it's hard to believe it would be an accident, um, but three games for for that seems fine to me. And you'll have to watch it, and I'm sure you'll put your verdict out on Twitter. But I think you'll you'll yeah. I'm trying to
0: watch it right now. I'm I'm struggling through a some ad. I don't know it's for some razor. I'm not going to shout it out because they don't pay me. <laughs>
1: It's just one of those like when you see it it's one of those weird plays where mm. yeah but you you come away from it like obviously you hope he's okay but why did you do that?
0: Was he penalized on the spot?
1: Yes. If you're watching a video that it might be there. I'm sh- oh man, he got gets him like right in the jaw. Yeah. I don't know if he got kicked out of the game but I, the video I watched I think said he got an interference penalty which
0: at least. Yeah, the slow motion video looks pretty bad. He looks like he's like. It's so subtle, though. He's not like sticking an elbow out or anything, but he definitely goes for the head area. Yeah, he's
1: definitely seen some Scott Stevens videos with technique like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he kind of like shoves his elbow down as yeah. he's going. But I mean, to, like, hide it three, a little bit more.
1: Three games is fine.
0: Yeah, sneaky, Felino. Three games, though. Yeah, you deserve it. And I mean, let's be honest. Blue Jackets aren't going to miss him.
1: I was going to say, is its it. Is it- gonna be terrible for them but yeah so this is
0: probably why nobody's talking about it is because it really doesn't shake up anything
1: no except your fantasy team yeah which i won't go too far off on a tangent but philip grubauer was put on ir today so that makes four players that i drafted have gone to the ir yikes it's been a tough i lost last week and i'm playing my wife this week so it's gonna it's it's been a fun couple weeks for fantasy hockey um, Ilya Kovalchuk. This is hilarious. I know we just talked about it before we went on air. Ilya Kovalchuk, Kovalchuk was informed by the Kings that he will not be seen any ice time in the foreseeable future, but is welcome to practice with them if he wants. Ouch. Well,
0: that is so. That's. I can't imagine what is behind this, but like is that a slap in the face
1: well and you asked you ask a good question has he been playing this whole season <laughs> I mean it's, I mean, that's it's the kids yeah I mean it's hard to believe that he's played in all seventeen games and has nine points
0: I, yeah, just, I would have guessed he has two points if he had played all like
1: honestly <laughs> it it just it's so typical of ilya kovalchuk On any given day, Ilya Kovachuk might be my 90 seconds. But today is not that day. But when he was trying to get back into the NHL, I was shouting, not that my opinion matters, but I was shouting from the rooftops, don't let this asshole back in the league. He has screwed you over once before. Like, just don't put yourself through it. And, of course, he goes to a big city, a team that maybe just needed a little offense at that time. And he screwed it all up again, probably with some sort of attitude issue. And Jackson Jackson said, it. you know, we can break we're breaking up, but we can still be friends.
0: Yeah. So that was my question was, if we're going to play the speculation game, why is he sitting?
1: What? It's got to be an attitude thing or he slept with someone's wife, but it's one of those two things. (laughs) What else could it be? It's not his play. Nine points in seventeen games for the Kings might as well be the Hart Trophy.
0: No, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say he's fourth on the team in points. He's getting the same amount of ice time as Tyler Toffoli. He's putting up more points than Tyler Toffoli. or the or the same amount. No, one more. He's got one more point. Like, I don't. <laughs> this just baffles me. I don't. I don't, I really. I'm I'm with you in that. Like, can we just? Just drop Kovalchuk from the league. He was great in my NHL 2004 game when I could skate around the ice wherever I wanted with him. But this is 15 years later. Like, the guy has. I'm about to go into my own 90 seconds. I swear to God. It's just.
1: No, because you're right. He doesn't offer anything to the game. Yeah. You're on, the, you're listen, on the Kings. Like, <laughs> not every player has a significant impact on the league, but. And yes, he was a great player, but I mean not every player is putting the league through shit like this every decade. And he
0: strikes me as a kind of like there okay, so don't get me wrong, there
1: still the same decade. But.
0: Yeah, I mean there are, there are there are guys who just don't retire when it's time because they love the game. And I get that. But <laughs> for some reason, yeah. Kovachuk strikes me as somebody who thinks that he deserves to be in the league because of the name that's on the back of his jersey. And I don't know why I get that vibe from him. And i maybe just be selling him way too short. But I just feel like he doesn't – like, he's not in it for the love of the game. I think he feels like he deserves some respect. And that rubs me the wrong way. But I mean – oh, go ahead. But it's all like – it's all just – I'm just assuming all of that.
1: I mean, he's played – his rookie season was 2001-2002. And he's still in the NHL, and he's only played 13 seasons. So this could have been done maybe two years, three, four, maybe up to five years after they signed that huge contract. But to do it all again after a 5, yeah, five, five years year in the absence. KHL. Just it, it, don't get me wrong. I mean, you look at his goals 38 41 52 42 52 43 it a damn impressive uh resume but not worth uh not worth the trouble yeah you're a has-been Ilya. come on yeah uh finally and this ties into our biggest segment obviously but uh Bo and nazim kadri have both spoken out in regards to uh the Don Cherry situation. Obviously, Bo Horvat came out and said there's no place for this or for that in the game, which he's right. But you said right before we went on that Nazim Kadri. Uh, oh, people maybe took it out of proportion.
0: Yeah, so it's oh out of context. Yeah, okay. um, and it's really kind of unique because of what. what I don't want to get it wrong, but Nazim Kadri. He's Lebanese. Lebanese descent. Okay it's interesting that he brings that perspective because Kadri is Canadian, correct? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So Kadri goes in says, you know, he knows Don Cherry personally thinks people took it out of context. I don't know. I mean, I know we're going to talk about this in length later on and you're going to have more of the emotional response, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. First, first glance, first thought. What are your what?
1: Well, for Nazem Kadri, yeah. to me, it seems like he is playing the role that he plays on the ice. In a nothing bothers me on the tough guy. I, I throw the shots around here. I I'm not going to call his integrity or anything into question, but it does seem like this is more of a. I just want to put it behind me because doesn't directly affect me i'd seem like i have thicker skin if i didn't let it bother me and seeing that i'm not you know that i have darker skin might you know show people like oh it wasn't that bad it's all the snowflakes and yeah all yep. that stuff so i feel like it's more just he's playing a part <clears throat> than that's how he really feels which sucks but that's the way the nhl is mostly in part to don cherry might i add. Have- <laughs> Uh, the Bo Horvat stuff makes sense because he's a young guy who is probably a little bit more in touch with social norms. Yeah. Uh, then, then Don Cherry, go ahead. That's a good point. I. It's interesting the
0: perspective you brought up on Kadri because I, I think you're right. I think he tends to just be like that. You know, like it's not, if it doesn't bother me, it shouldn't bother you type of deal. Um, But I, I t- to me, it made it sound like the, because the whole, the way it all unfolded, you know, where they, they fired Cherry, they the way they explained it is they had a conversation with him and then they decided to fire him. So, you know, and then obviously we saw his comments. He double, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, take back what he said, doubles down on it, says I meant what I said. So I'm assuming that that's why they had the conversation and then fired him. And the fact that that all happens and then Kadri Kadri still comes out in support of it. Makes me think that Kadri there's some back bridge that he's not trying to burn or some connection that he wants to hold. Yeah. So um but I liked your take on on him just trying to be the tough guy. I think that could be the case too. But either way, I know we're about to get into Don yeah. Cherry and I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it.
1: Yeah, I mean let's let's go into it. Uh obviously if you don't know what Don Cherry said and if you're listening to a hockey podcast you probably do. If you don't Most of the quote in question is Don Cherry saying, You people, you love our way of life, love our milk and honey. At least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys paid for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. Uh, He was obviously talking about, for those that don't know, in Canada, uh, the poppies, the little flowers they wear on their lapels and shirts and collars and everything, uh, that's their yellow ribbon. Type tradition and it it honors veterans. I mean, we're getting into a whole big bag of issues, and we'll. Tr- I'm gonna try to keep this between the lines, but nobody listens to that. Nobody I know listens to that and doesn't at least wince as he's saying it. Like like ah, uh, like even if you have to go full. You know, you're being too soft after the fact everyone hears that and goes, oh, man, you probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I, uh, and, I, and he's been fired since. So let's get that out. And now we can kind of <laughs> go into like, I mean, he's fucking idiot. But could he I just don't understand why he felt why he constantly feels the need to bring this up in coach's corner on hockey night in Canada. Yeah. I'm not doing it now. So you can. Yeah,
0: yeah I don't. As... I don't know. It's much like what you said, when I heard it, it was just like, I don't know if you've seen that, uh, <laughs> GIF, GIF. I don't know how you say it, but the one where he just like he he gives the uh, the, I don't know how to the facial yeah, expression, It's like, just but, when like, the question marks pop up everywhere. So like that was literally yeah. my thought, um, and I'm just like, why? You may be coming from a good place. I, I, no, I'm gonna come on say it was poorly said, and it was the time and place absolutely wrong. And I was just why? Why? I I don't know. My, my I was just confused on why it was brought up. And I was it okay? School me if I need to be schooled here. But was it Canadian Veterans Day?
1: I think or they, they share? the same day as ours, okay, okay. but it's it it was either that or being celebrated for the weekend. I don't know the exact details of Canadian Veterans Day. I
0: just it's I just don't know what Donnie was thinking when he was trying to push that agenda on
1: that platform it was my biggest thing. Listen, I mean Don Cherry's eighty five years old. Like let's not give him a ton of credit for always knowing what he's thinking. <laughs> Like he's he just has no place in hockey anymore, and now there's I mean he's people have been joking about the the Russian team that offered him a job, but I mean anybody that brings this guy onto their broadcast, I know NESN was kind of you know tossing the idea around. It I can't imagine we see him on TV, and the other thing, and my big gripe in I mean. No secrets here. Ninety seconds is coming up, but my biggest gripe is the people who are acting like John Cherry doesn't work, live, and get paid by Canada. So whatever rights he has under the American fucking constitution don't really matter in this situation. Like a- a- everyone is like, oh, you know, it's freedom of speech. What happened to the First Amendment? Yada yada. I don't know how Canada's government documents are all named and organized. But they're probably not word for word ours. And people using that to somehow come to the defense of Don Cherry just shows how little people know about this stuff. They just know when to come to the defense of a racist. Like that's all they know.
0: Yeah, that's it's it's a very important thing to remember. And you mentioned it in the opening how um, somebody said that you weren't American or you didn't support the military. I'm assuming that had to do with this.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was all about this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, then that's a good point you bring up. It's important to realize that this, it's Canada is different from America. So, I mean, we encourage if you have takes on it to express those takes on Twitter or whatever you want, but keep in mind what KJ said. It's it's Canadian society, not American.
1: Yeah, I just and I, I wrote an American, article. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I wrote an article on Belly of Sports about this. If you want a slightly more professional take on it. Uh, But this, and it's another hot button issue that has a lot to do with the military and whether or not they were respecting it. This goes back to the Colin Kaepernick stuff. And everyone who's defending Don Cherry right now, saying that he was just speaking his mind and giving his opinion, are the same people who said Colin Kaepernick can't protest while he's on the job. like, And that's what he was doing was disrespecting the military for representing his employer. Exactly what Don Cherry, the exact same Don Cherry situation in the sense that he was speaking on behalf of his employer because he's only on TV because of them. Yet somehow those two things have no similarity. at all. It's just, and I'm going to, listen, Don Cherry for an 85 year old really doesn't know Dick. And before I get into 90 seconds, I want to just remind you of a few things. Don Cherry as a coach was 250, 153, and 77, which is only 20 games over 500. He never won a cup, even when there were only 18 teams in the league as a coach of the Bruins for one year in Colorado. Um that Bruins team was led by Bobby Orr, Terry O'Reilly, Phyllis Esposito, and Mike Milbury. Well, with Milbury, take it or leave it. But names we know. So he couldn't win a Stanley Cup with that team. So clearly he doesn't know everything about hockey like people claim <laughs> that he does. And right just one last thing before I do this. You've you also see the Don Cherry is gospel. We saw it with Carolina, Don Cherry is gospel type attitude from Canadians. Right? You've seen that yep, on Twitter? Yep. Yeah, on Facebook and everything. So, And give me 90 seconds. Why is that the case when all this guy does is prove to us that he is he's just mad that everyone doesn't think like an old white has been? Nothing is good enough if it's not his good Ontario way. Dude, in 1989, he referred to a Jets assistant coach, a Finnish Winnipeg Jets assistant coach, as some sort of dog food. In 2003, he got in hot water over commenting again on war and veterans when there was no place for it. 2004, he said the visors disrespect the game, saying that only the Europeans and the French guys wear them, which prompted an investigation into Cherry and any stats on that. In 2010, he went to uh, Parliament or whatever the, the Congress building is called and wearing pink in support of Toronto Mayor Rob Ford, you know, the guy that was fucking doing crack yes. in every corner of the city and getting caught up, caught for it. Don Cherry came in wearing pink, saying he wore pink for all the pinkos that attack pinkos. He said the word pinkos that attack him on, in the media and social media. In 2018, he denied climate change, saying that people that believed in it are a bunch of kookaloos. And just last year, he did the Bunch of Jerks thing where he just ripped an entire team that he knew nothing about to shred because they were trying to have fun. He's commented on Neil Yakupov in All Russians. All he's done is try to segregate the game of fucking hockey. The same time we're pushing Hockey is for Everyone, this guy is the biggest piece of shit that he let on TV. And people will flock to support him. What the fuck is the big deal about Don Cherry? I just... I will never understand how people can, if this was the first offense, it'd still be inexcusable, but he probably wouldn't have lost his job because of the way hockey is. And please, if you're already starting the petitions to free Don Cherry or boycott Sportsnet, by all means do it because your your opinion doesn't matter. Your opinion on racism doesn't matter because you clearly have the wrong one. And your viewership isn't what's keeping Sportsnet in business. It, you won't be missed. But supporting Don Cherry and saying it's not that bad and that he thinks different because of his time frame, those are not excuses. And I'm glad he's gone. The whole hockey community should be glad to be rid of this parasite. And stop telling me how much he knows about hockey because modern-day hockey passed him years ago. Fuck Don Cherry, and that's my piece.
0: Nice. I like the way you ended that piece.
1: I, dude. I just. I've been. And by the way, after he got fired today, he said it's no problem. He can't be turned into a tame robot. Like being a sensible human being is a tame robot. He's like, oh, he's like seconds away from death. Anyways, um,
0: so here's my perspective on it. I. I'm one of the so I don't I don't know I didn't actually let me preface it with this you put out a what was the prompt for the the question of the week
1: I don't know if you have it right in front of you but it was uh, something along the- How do you feel about Don Cherry Yeah or the Don Cherry firing It wasn't like I'm not going to turn this into like a military pissing contest because obviously I I support the troops and I support free speech which you guys are so concerned about um but i'll never no matter what the grounds for it racism is never the answer and that's what he turned it into okay i got it right here puck puck past question of the week do you agree disagree not care about don cherry getting fired from sportsnet um whether you agree or disagree with his comments was this deserved?
0: okay so this random person mark riley responds: who is don cherry and i just want i love that question so much because for me, until, to be honest, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, until the jerks comment, I, I knew who Don Cherry was. had no idea what, within hockey, he did. As far as I was concerned, he was a Canadian, Barry Melrose. And so I level with who is Don Cherry because until the jerks comment, I didn't know. And then obviously I go into, you know, who is this guy calling people jerks? Why do people care about it? I do some research on Cherry Find out out literally everything you just read off to the listeners. So to me, I don't really care whether or not his comments were fireable. I think they were wrong place, wrong time. Absolutely. I'll let everyone argue whether they were fireable or not. I'm glad to see him go because he, he didn't really mean anything. Almost to what you said, like what who is this guy to hockey he's so old school, and he's he I, I just don't I, I don't, I, I don't want to to because you you highlighted a good thread on Twitter today on how cherry may have helped people get connect with hockey, but to me i'm just I'm just happy to see him gone I'm just happy to see people stop talking about him he just didn't really mean anything to the sport mm-hmm. to me.
1: I mean, the overwhelming trend of uh, the longer threads about Don Cherry was I liked him growing up until I was able to formulate my own opinion and realized how wrong he was, which is great because at least you learned. I didn't have to grow up watching Don Cherry. Um, Actually, to the guy who said I like hate soldiers and everything, uh, he asked me if I had been connecting sons and fathers every weekend. Um, like Don Cherry was apparently. If you are one of those fathers or sons that Don Cherry helped connect, don't listen to my podcast. I I I don't need those types of people. This guy, the guy that had that response was so mesmerized, he was almost hypnotized by Don Cherry. And I don't know if that's an uber Canadian thing. Or, what does that
0: have to do with hockey, though? Like, go vote for him in your local no, election.
1: I don't care. I, 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 I'm just – I guess I just don't understand what makes him great to Canadians because just because the crossing guard told me when I could cross the street when I was a kid doesn't mean I'm going to ask them to help me with my geometry homework as well. Like, not everyone that told you what was what as a kid is – the end all be all on the subject forever. I just, I, I 100% agree with the suspension, obviously. Um And even if, like I said, even if those weren't fireable, in your opinion, on their first offense, he's left a long enough trail. And I mean, he is 85. Maybe it's not. Yeah. I mean, the guy's fine. Like, I mean, if, if the guy can blow all that money he's been robbing Canadians of all this time, then he probably is just as bad a person as we thought because he's clearly terrible at the craps table. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's my piece. Go check out the article at Belly Um, Sportsnet finally fires Don Cherry. Hashtag sour grapes. Yeah, I mean, he sucks. Let's move on to a fun idea um for a game we got this from at berg 19c uh colin thank you so much for this idea because i like it and we kind of had to piece together some of the details ourselves um but basically i'm calling it the nhl futures game because i couldn't think of a better name and i have two duo or two duos for zach and zach has two for me And it's just two teams that are somehow tied together, whether like they're really tied together or we're kind of reaching. Um, And it's just where you see them and and who of those two teams are going to win the cup. No right or wrong answer here. Uh, We're going to take a a week off from grading each other. Um, But I'll I'll go ahead and start. Um, Behind door number one is the Toronto Maple Leafs, of course. And door number 2 is the New York Hockey Islanders. What are your thoughts? Hmm.
0: Uh first thoughts I I think it's it's probably a majority of people's answer but I will say the Leafs um only because I obviously I think the Islanders have the coaching edge but the Leafs are really only like one or two intangibles away from putting it all together. And we make fun of them quite a bit for not being able to put it together. But if I'm gonna be fair, they're they're close. And if they can figure it out, whether that comes from John Tavares uh you know, being a captain before and now recently being named a captain in Toronto, if he can put it together with the squad or or I, I have a hard time believing it's gonna come from coaching, but wherever it comes from, I think the Leafs are closer than the Islanders.
1: That's that's fair. And honestly, I mean, if the Islanders do win it, it'll be from coaching.
0: Yeah. So but it's, that, 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 it's, it's a tougher one than it looks,
1: honestly. Yeah I, yeah, I think it goes to, I mean, you were talking about the Leafs earlier in their tendencies and what will and won't get them out of the first round. And we haven't seen anything that's different from what hasn't gotten them out of the first round. Yeah. So. Um,
0: I don't and, think either of them win it. This year or next year, but i th- i th- I think we could realistically give the Leafs. I want to say five years, but you could probably give them three or four, and they might win one. I think for the Islanders, you're looking more like five.
1: I I hope the Leafs win the cup next year. I just need this to be over. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd have to agree. I think the Leafs uh, are next to win the cup for. For all those reasons. Uh my second one for you. Uh behind door number one is the Buffalo Sabres. And door number two is your beloved Edmonton Oilers. What are your thoughts?
0: Oh man. This this one's tougher yet, because I don't think either of them are a contender, as much as they may be pretending like they are one for now. Um I'm also I'm gonna lean Oilers just because. I think they're missing much like the Leafs, just one or two intangibles, but also just like one more piece. Obviously, James Neal coming out strong is helpful, and they're getting good goaltending. I think if they can get one more maybe solid defenseman or a couple supporting forwards, I think the Oilers are closer than people are giving them credit for. Uh, and I th- Whereas I think the Sabres have a few more chemistry issues to work through. So I would say Edmonton, I know that you might differ.
1: Ah. I mean just to be consistent, I probably have to say the Sabres. No, but I (laughs) I do and I I don't even know if I should say this because it won't come off correctly. But between Connor and Jack, their two skill sets. I mean, Connor is the better player overall right now, but I think Jack's skill set is probably set up to last longer. God, I'm just going to get toasted for this opinion. Um, So if it's not, if neither of these teams win a cup in the next 10 to 15 years, which is probably the case, I think Jack Eichel might be the only of the two to win a cup. And Buffalo would be the team he does it for.
0: I think Jack Eichel might have the ability to make a team better. Like, long haul-wise. Whereas, McDavid could only make a line better. Albeit a lot better than Jack Eichel could. But, I, I just feel like Eichel has more of that team could get behind him than Connor could.
1: Yeah, I mean Connor is definitely worth more points in the standings right now than I. Yeah, I think that'd be a good way to put it. Um, yeah, I mean you're not wrong for saying the Oilers because neither one of these teams is probably winning a cup anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but if one of these guys is still playing hockey in the next 12 years, or 12 years down the road, I lean towards. Excuse me, I lean towards Eichel. Uh, all right. So that was my two for you, and we have a bonus one at the end that you already know about. All Uh, right. You got two for me? Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to yours first.
0: Um, So behind door number one, we still have the Buffalo Sabres. They won't go away. And uh, door two, the Vancouver Canucks. All right,
1: so this one, I'll just start by saying I think it's the Canucks. I think more pieces are in place right now for them to win consistently. You know, they don't get off to a super hot start. But now they're, you know, kind of tread water in that seven to 11 area of the standings. Uh, I, I don't really know where they're at in people's power rankings. I know they're top 10 on a, on a lot. Uh, but the pieces are there from top to bottom. Maybe not. They're, they're not all the right pieces this second. But I could see Vancouver being in the five to seven year range. Maybe even sooner if some veterans start to pick this up as pick it up as a place to to go and hopefully play a chunk of their career instead of the last few minutes of it. Uh, I think I other, it, unless Jim Benning screws it up, which he's been known to do, but he just got that big extension. I think it's Vancouver. That's not to say that I don't think Buffalo is, is a good team, but I think Vancouver has it set up to win now uh, consistently and win big down the road. <laughs>
0: this it's funny to me. To hear Vancouver thrown in these because, for some reason, I can't like I can't imagine a successful Vancouver team without the Sedin's <laughs> until it happens. Like they do something, like they make it through a couple rounds or whatever. But you're right. I, the Canucks have a great future. Uh, they have a very optimistic fan base, which I've touched on before, uh, which I think goes a longer way than most people would give it credit for. Uh, I. <sighs> This one's tough. I I th- I would tend to lean Sabers, and without repeating what a lot of what we just said about Jack Eichel and what that team could do going forward, uh, but that's not to say that also I do think the Canucks have a bright future, uh, and I think this would be of the three so far the toughest. But I would give the edge to the Sabers. I think. Nice. Uh, okay, last one before the bonus round. Door number one. Oh yikes! The Minnesota Wild. Door door number two. Yeah.
1: Oh, yikes, yikes. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Jesus Christ. So if you're wondering how these two are connected, it's probably that they're at the bottom of the barrel of both conferences. Um, For this, I'd have to go wild. Only because nothing good happens in Columbus. (laughs) Like, they just, they can't get out of their own way. John Tortorella is not long for this world with a team like that. Yeah, they're a little bit more impressive than we thought they'd be this season, but they're still so terrible, and they'll be bad for a really long time. Uh, the Wild had good teams in the last decade. I don't think it's been that long since they've been in the playoffs, but they've obviously hit a huge fall off. Uh, by the time they get back to the playoffs, Bruce Boudreau probably won't be their coach. Uh, and they'll be the first to win the cup with these two teams. Yeah, this is a, this is a
0: tough one because it's obviously, like you said, they're nowhere close. And by we're, we're mostly just speculating at this point because by the time they are successful, they probably have different coaches and different GMs. But I would tend to agree with you. I think Minnesota probably as a franchise is it more together. And I'm just gonna, I'm going to give the edge to Minnesota because they're a hockey state.
1: Yeah, that's also got <laughs> part of it, to, part to do with it too. I just I don't look at Columbus one of our first episodes of Puck Puck Pass when it was a three person show. we all talked about what teams we forget about, and Columbus was mine. <laughs> I mean, they could win the cup, and I might not know it, yeah Vancouver um, ironically enough, yeah, great thanks uh last but not least, uh behind my door is Chicago, oh and behind yours is Detroit, oh. Uh, two pretty terrible teams. Let me tell
0: you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm not feeling great about us. How are you feeling about you?
1: As long as Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrincat are on this team, I have faith.
0: Do you think they could win but, one while they're both on the same team? Before Kane's I out, so. I think so. I think so. Too. I
1: think Kane's going to be able to play a long time. Like he's definitely going to outlast Taves. That no question about that. But Kane could end up with one of those freaky long, like St. Louis careers or uh, even like even like the Marlowe range. Just play for 20 years. He doesn't take too many big hits. And I mean, that's not to say that Larkin won't be in the league for 20 more seasons as well. Um, But what Patrick Kane has done is, you know, speaks for itself.
0: Yeah. And he's not he's not. Injury prone or anything like that. And I would tend to lean towards Chicago because just because of what you said, they already have Patrick Kane and he could have that long career. Um, I mean, you mentioned Larkin. I don't think he is or ever will be on the level of Patrick Kane. And I think in order for the Red Wings to win one, um, they're going to have to add a superstar that they don't already have. Whether that is someone that is will be in the league in X amount of years or is already in the league now, the Red Wings are missing more pieces in Chicago.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, even if you put these two teams together, you're probably not icing a Stanley Cup right uh, winning team. I mean, let's, the the Red Wings' saving grace could be Alexi. Alexi uh, oh my God, what is it's Fre- Lafreniere. Lef- Lafreniere. Um, I know the Red Wings aren't in perfect position for the number one draft pick, but if they get the number one draft pick, that could be a good step in the right direction. Like I said, if if Larkin and Athens you and the young guys and maybe Robbie Favre pull together, I mean, I know defenses are big worry, but sometimes you can just score more goals than the other team and start to get on the right track. Yeah, because with, with Detroit's storied history of defensemen, defensemen will come if the high powered offense is there.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. So we're we're dogging our teams enough here, but we had a pretty good day on Sunday. Um, I mean, the Wings beat the Knights after beating the Bruins, and then the Blackhawks beat the Leafs. Is that? Do you? I mean, it was five four high scoring game. Do you take anything? away from that or is it just blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while?
1: I just think it's Toronto playing down to their competition. Okay. I do like Patrick Kane and Austin Matthews having like a, an on ice, not rivalry, but like there's always some sort of news when they play because I mean, granted they're both Americans, but the whole like back and forth celebration when they played last season, like, Having a friendly player rivalry in the NHL is always a good thing, and it's two of like, my favorite players, so I took that away from that game. But I think it's the Leafs playing down to their competition.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I resonate with that. I I, I, I wanted to get somewhat on a high horse because the Red Wings lost four games in a row by at least four goals in all four games, and then they, they beat the Bruins and the Knights, which is uplifting to see. Um, if we're looking for growth, but I was kind of on the same. I mean, we play the ducks tonight. The Blackhawks play tonight. I don't think so. Um, no, but if we can, if the wings can string together five, six wins in a row, I might start pounding my head against the wall. Cause we're just getting up as a bubble team with no good pick again, but, uh,
1: I, I wouldn't hold your breath. For, for bubble team status. Actually, the Blackhawks play the Knights on Wednesday. Um, so who knows? Maybe, maybe both teams will have a good week. But I don't think either of these teams are a bubble team. Yeah. I think we're both – I mean, I don't think Chicago even has a first-round pick. Oh, they do. Um, but it looks like we're probably getting some pretty good picks this year. By the way, before we uh, go into what we're watching and everything, Don Cherry just – called out Ron McLean, his co-host. Uh, we left this part out because it didn't really need to be talked about, but um, after Don Cherry made his remarks, Ron McLean apologized because yep. he's Saw that. a compassionate human being. Um, Don Cherry just basically blamed Ron McLean's apology for why he was fired. So, I mean, this guy just keeps getting worse.
0: Oh, uh, So he basically said that by Ron apologizing... He was put into a corner that to apologize because he didn't. He was fired. Wow. Yep. What? Oh this, this sounds like a real stand up fella.
1: Yeah. And the suits. Can we stop pretending like they were good? They were just fucking. Yeah, they were gimmick. We're going to. Yeah. Just like everything else he did. Hey, Zach, are you getting ESPN Plus or Disney Plus or Hulu? I have Hulu. Oh. Well, we got Disney Plus uh, when it came out today as we oh. record this. So that's all we're watching all week. So
0: what what is Disney Plus? I, I've heard the uproar about it. What is it?
1: Man, you just don't get out much, do you? It's uh, it's not. It's basically just Disney's new streaming service. It's got like this giant catalog of movies, shows, originals, new movies. Uh, my wife just watched the new Lady and the Tramp. Today she said it was good. If any kids out there want to watch it, um, do
0: they have like classics on there? Like, can I watch *Lucky Irish* or *Halloween Town*?
1: Probably. You can watch *The Mighty Ducks*. Nice. I mean, ooh, yeah. There's you can watch *Miracle*. There's a ton of stuff on there. Um, so yeah, it, when when I ask you what you're watching this week, just let it be known that that's all I'm watching. Okay. What are you watching this week
0: though? I'm watching Disney Plus. I'm gonna get Disney Plus tonight, and I'm. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I'll be watching that Blackhawks Knights game, actually, that you foreshadowed. Knights just lost the Red Wings, so if, uh, if they lose to the Blackhawks again, it's twofold, because I get to talk to you about the uh, Blackhawks having a good week, and also that'll be featured on Nightly News, because last Nightly News, we said that they should beat Detroit and Chicago, and now yeah. that they haven't beat Detroit, and if they don't beat Chicago, we're going to have much to talk about there. So I'll be watching that game. Uh, we all- as well as... Up- I'll probably throw some Oilers games on.
1: We also said that the Knights could make a statement against the Capitals, and then that night they got schlacked. Yeah. It's 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 been tough going. Uh yeah, I mean, like I said, Disney Plus, I'll probably watch some hockey here or there. Um and I'm definitely gonna be checking out. Obviously, Chair and the corner booth. I was invited to be on the corner booth uh like weeks ago, and no one's returned my calls. So I don't know if it's a my people need to talk to your people thing, but this is getting kind of ridiculous. Um,
0: we're we're, we're going to fire you one of these days, Maria. It's ridiculous.
1: Um, but, yeah, everything on the at Belly Up podcast network, it's, uh, it's really great. And so is Prady's Hockey World. Hockeyworld.com, where you can get said night's gear, um, all your equipment, apparel, everything you need for uh, the current season. And it's heating up. And I don't think we missed anything. That's how much coverage we've got. Hell yeah. miss nothing. Miss nothing. Okay. We're like, uh, who's good right now? We're like two Rast. Nothing gets by us. Nice. That team has got to fall apart soon, or I'm going to look like please. an idiot. Yeah, please. Please. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and sticking with us as the season progresses. Uh, for Maria, for at belly up sack Back. I'm at BellyUpKJ, this was at PuckPuckPassPod. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you later this week. Boycott Cherries. We saw
0: no light. We saw no signal. And we- Be sure to follow your hosts on Twitter at K, at BellyUpZapMac, and at PuckPuckPassPod.